Dateline, December 5th, 2010. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 126 of the Airplane Geek Show. And uh, Grant, gee whiz, uh, there's been a lot of news around this week. And once again, you know, it's almost sounding like a broken record. Qantas, Qantas, Qantas. But I guess it's good news this week because, uh, well, at least part of the good news, the A380s are back in the air. Yes, that's right, Steve. They're uh, back in the air. And of course, it's really easy to have Qantas, Qantas, Qantas in the news because the A380s are so damn big. <laughs> and let's look at it, mate. The A380, it's back. It's flying. Alan Joyce, the uh, CEO of Qantas, was on the first flight, which was from Sydney to Singapore on the way to London. You'll note that the uh, aircraft are only flying from Sydney to London via Singapore at the moment because that way they're never more than a couple of hours away from an emergency port. Yeah, that's right, mate. And it's interesting they're only flying to London. It may be a long time before they uh, end up flying back to LAX from Melbourne or Sydney because Rolls-Royce have put down some new rules for operating these engines that's going to preclude them from running them at full power. And uh, Qantas is alleging, and it looks like they're going to take this one to court, that this will mean they can only carry 80, that's eight zero passengers across the Pacific. Now, this is an aircraft that um, in Qantas configuration can carry over 450 passengers. So that's quite un- uneconomic. So uh, it's interesting to see, Grant, they've gone to the federal court here in Australia and uh, they've, they've started some preliminary proceedings against Rolls-Royce with regard to this. And um, it'll be interesting to see which way this goes. Yeah, we, we thought it was just going to be a bit of sabre-rattling and that uh, Qantas were only going to keep the threat of a court appearance in the background and reserve the right to use it if Rolls-Royce didn't come to the table. But it looks like they have come to the table and just tabled something that Qantas can't stand. Uh, the, yeah, Rules implying thrust limitations that mean you can only carry 80 passengers that's just ridiculous because Qantas bought the A380 because they could carry 450 passengers and a payload of 60 or about 61 tons from Australia to LA. It's interesting some of the stats that come with the A380, particularly when it pertains to its operations to and from Los Angeles. And back in episode 46 of Playing Crazy Down Under, we spoke to Captain Richard Woodward, who's not only the Vice President of the Australian and International Pilots Association, but he's also an A380 check and training captain. So he really knows his stuff. And we just thought we'd play a little bit of uh, what he had to say about the uh, the way they have to configure that aircraft just to get off the ground from Los Angeles. Out of Los Angeles, we are going to Melbourne. It's a long, long way, and um, we regulate the actual weight of the aeroplane, which is 569 metric tons. And uh, we take off on one of only two runways we can we can use there, and the, the northernmost runway is nearest our pushback point. So often we have to use full power to get off that runway. If we taxi down to the south, which used to take 25 minutes because we couldn't taxi down some of the taxiways because you know an 80 meter aeroplane doesn't fit in some places. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's a very long runway but you know ground roll at that weight is typically nearly a minute that's a that's a long that's distance amazing. Yeah. it certainly is and uh, you know the sand dunes at the end of the runway look very large when you lift <laughs> off but in fact you're well clear of them just you, you mentioned that uh, to come out of LAX because you're so heavy and so on you've got the engines going full blast would Qantas be one of the few airlines that has to run its engines at full blast like that? Uh, would Singapore have similar situations or Lufthansa? Yeah, they do. They're, they're flying long routes as well on the aeroplanes. Emirates the same. They fly long distances. So uh, when you're carrying that sort of weight, I remember I took off a while ago with um, 216 tonnes of fuel on board to go to Melbourne and uh, maximum structural weight. And the weather was so bad, Melbourne didn't quite have enough fuel. That seems interesting, doesn't it, with 216 tonnes of fuel? <laughs> wow. But, uh, I had to divert to Sydney in the end because the weather was so bad in Melbourne. So, yeah, all the airlines that are flying these things are flying long distances. The aeroplane empty would go 20-odd hours, but we're, trying, we're asking it to go full 16 and a half, 17 hours, which is a big ask. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just wondering if Qantas might have been uh, powering out of places more than others because of that really long uh, trans-Pacific run with a full full load. 
Oh, yeah, there's no doubt, having said what I just said, that Qantas flies some of the longest sectors in the world. Uh, we're notorious for that, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, you could argue that the engines are under more stress initially than some of the other airlines. But I, I, as I said, all the 380 operators are flying their aeroplanes fairly long distance on yep. their premium routes. What sort of uh, thrust rating would you, be, would you be getting out of an en- one of those engines at full power, Richard? Uh, they generate 72,000 pound of thrust. They're called Trent 900, so theoretically you could... Uh, change the pin setting all the way up to 90,000 pound of thrust because that's what the engine theoretically is capable of. But at the moment, they're running at 72,000 and the engine's got growth to 90,000 is probably a way to say that. So there we go, Grant. As uh, Captain Woodward suggested there, they're only running them at 72,000 pounds of thrust when the idea is that uh, over time they can get them up to 90,000 pounds. Now, if Rolls-Royce is saying, no, no, we want you to run them at a lot lower engine power settings than that, then, uh, yeah, that's going to make it a real problem for Qantas. And the other interesting thing that I'd wonder is, how does uh, how is this problem being approached from the people who are running Alliance engines on their A380s, like uh, Emirates? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's happening with those ones. It's of interest, the Qantas engines are rated at 72,000, but the engines for Singapore and Lufthansa are only rated to 70,000. Qantas got the extra couple of thousand per donk so that they could get out of Los Angeles. But that you must admit, though, that uh, Emirates are now being tarred by the same brush, and that's this is where Airbus is getting upset with Rolls-Royce, and that's that people are looking at it as an Airbus A380 problem, not as a Rolls-Royce engine problem. Just thinking, too, of the people running Alliance engines, I imagine if they weren't looking at those engines uh, with extra care before, they will certainly be doing it now. Well, anyone who's running a very, very modern engine that's pushing the uh, cutting edge of technology to deliver massive thrust and so on has got to be watching what's going on very closely. Engine manufacturing manufacturers are going more and more to brand new top-end technology and uh, they're pushing the limits. So yeah, guess what? When you push the limits, you get some problems. But uh, in this case, the problem's going to wind up, they they believe, costing $70 million Australian to repair the A380. Well, that is a lot of money. And Grant, uh, speaking of something else that's costing the Australian taxpayer lots and lots of money, uh, David, are you sitting down? I hope you're sitting down, David. Grant, let's talk about tankers briefly. Oh, you said the dirty word. You said tanker. Oh, tanker. But we like our tankers because it looks like we're going to get the first of our KC-30s very early on next year. That's right. The multi Old tanker transport, the uh, Airbus A330 derivative, known as the KC30A, is looking like our first one will be officially handed over on December 22nd. So this is actually the third aircraft coming off the line. Uh, it was uh, converted by Qantas Defence Services at Brisbane Airport earlier in the year and has been over in Spain helping out with uh, all the trials and everything that's going on. Once it gets delivered in December and early 2011, it's going to be flown to Australia. Of course, the airworthiness boards haven't really done everything they need to. That's going to take take until about March. So like the wedge tail before it, the um, KC-30As will not be able to fly solely with RAF crews. The RAAF are going to have to have uh, EADS representatives on every flight until such time as it, as it is officially accepted by the Air Force. Yeah, so that's, uh, it's interesting now that, that that program, unlike the uh, the problems they're having over there in the US with the uh, the programs there, or even if, even getting those programs off the ground, and I know this is on a much smaller scale here. I mean, what are we looking at here? Grant 5 aircraft in total, I believe. Something but, like that. But uh, yeah, it's good because as we pointed out before, we don't actually have any independent tanking capacity at all right now. They're having to rely on uh, uh, contractors such as Omega Tanker to uh, provide that tanking capacity for them, or the US Air Force, I guess, if they, they happen to be in town, which they often are. Now, uh, these aircraft, when they arrive, uh, will be going to uh, 33 Squadron, which is based at Amberley, where Grant and I were recently, and uh, Amberley is where the F-111s are, or at least were based, but uh, not anymore. That's right. The final F-111 flights have occurred. They're all being wound down. Four airframes are going to museums and various locations, and the remainders are due to be broken up. 
Yep, so uh, very sad. I mean, we've been talking about this uh, this day coming for a long time, but it did happen during the week. They had a uh, decommissioning uh, ceremony grant. It was quite lavish. Uh, all the chiefs of the Air Force and uh, other uh, branches of the services were all there, along with uh, various politicians, dignitaries and whatever else. And uh, the last aircraft to fly was, in fact, A8-125. And uh, what's significant about that is that A8-125 was, in fact, the first F-111 to touch Australian soil when they first came here back in 1973. So I think that was actually quite fitting, Grant, that it was the last one to do a fly past to dump and burn and uh, to touch the ground at Amberley for the last time. That is pretty impressive, especially when you consider that we have actually lost five F-111s, or at least five crews. We've also had a few um, bird strikes, including one that shredded a radome and another that I remember smashed a uh, the, I believe it was on the um, navigator's side, it smashed the uh, the glass. They were um, going high speed at low level and uh, on, in a race, it was actually a, a bit of a charity race going on and they took a bird strike. So uh, they've had they've had a, an interesting career with Australia, but uh, they've be- very much become an Australian icon, and it's very sad to see them go. I know all good things must come to an end, but uh, so long, pig. It was awesome having you in our skies. Yep, 24 aircraft were generally maintained in the fleet. 43 aircraft in total cycled their way through Royal Australian Air Force service during its tenure. And uh, yeah, as they say, pig out. And uh, <laughs> well, at least that's what they said on the Facebook site, Grant. Kind of sad, but it's understandable. You know, in the States, they called it the Aardvark. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I, I much prefer the pig. Yeah. It's just easier to say. Absolutely. Well, I guess what we have to say from now on is rhino, Grant, but uh, right now, actually, what we really have to say is bye-bye till next week because our time is up. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.